You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. My name is Courtney. No, I'm Allison. Uh, okay, and, and we're Courtney and Allison <laughs> of the Double X Files. Sorry, you're, it just surprised me. What do you mean? Your name. My surpri- name surprised it, you. Yes, it surprised me. You just said it so quickly. Uh, 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 I'm Allison. Okay, that's a little bit better. That's my name. I'm Allison. Oh, you want me to say it slower? Yes. Okay. Can you say it slower? Can I'm you print- Allison. And yeah, but act too. You have to act a little. I'm Allison. Good job. This is Courtney and Allison of the Double yeah. X Files, a podcast that's sometimes about the X Files. Oh, more or less. Sometimes we just guys, guys. Remember when we started out in, in January with. Fresh eyes and fresh <laughs> hearts and thinking about how, oh, you know what? Maybe this is going to be like good X-Files episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We got yeah. to a stinker. Yeah, we sure did. We got to a real stinker. We got dunked on pretty hard by the uh, X-Files today. Episode 19, Hell Money. Why don't you start us off, Allison? I would love to. Uh, yeah, season three, episode 19. The Netflix description is... Hell Money, the agents investigate a deadly game in San Francisco's Chinatown District. Oh, boy. A.K.A. Vancouver's Chinatown District. <laughs> yeah. And Richmond, also. Yeah. Uh, and the Weiss Hall. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, let's... I guess we should say some things up front. Yeah. Um, number one. Uh, the... Uh, there were some stars. Yes. In this episode. There were some... St- some breakout stars. There are some breakout stars. We've got Lucy Liu. Yeah, we fucking do. The, just a fucking angel. Mm-hmm. We have James Huang, who I love dearly. And who was the other one that we were like, oh, this guy. He did cartoon voices? Oh, no, no. I mean, B.D. Wong was in it. I wouldn't say he was amazing. Oh, yeah. No, B.D. Wong was in it. <laughs> Sorry, B.D. Um, he did the voice of, of Shang and Mulan. That's uh, it. And he also has been in just a bunch of stuff. He's been in um, In this, he was so-so. He was so-so. I think, and again, we have some really good actors and actresses, um, and it's great to have a bunch of, you know, big names in, in Asian acting in this episode, mm-hmm. but they were not used well. Yeah. Their choices were not great. Yeah. And one of the things we're going to stay up front, and we actually looked into this, um, is the um, Cantonese thing. So it it seemed as though, when we were listening to it, so I I teach, I hear Mandarin and Cantonese every day. Mm -hmm. I hear it every day with my students and and the parents and everything. And um, it sounded odd to me. Yeah. The and it and it was that they were speaking very, especially B.D. Wong was speaking very slow, mm-hmm. very slow and very uncomfortably. Um, 
And I think we read a thing that said that the only two people who really kind of spoke as you're supposed to speak was the guys running the game and the woman running the store, right? Yeah, I looked up a couple comments on an old uh, message board from 1996, so the Internet Stone Age. Oh, wow. Um, and, did, it have, uh, did it have GIFs? It, I did not see a GIF. Of the dancing baby? No. <laughs> Chaka? No. Oh boy. Uh, topical, Lucy Lou. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it out together. Oh. Um, uh, but a couple of the comments that I saw were, uh, you know, that B.D. Wong's Cantonese was heavily accented, which is uh, accurate. And I mean, he can't be blamed for that. Um, but also that, uh, you know, a lot of the time uh, it was hard, even for like native Cantonese speakers to understand the some of the dialogue that was being spoken in Cantonese in this episode. And it's funny they went with Cantonese, not Mandarin. I know, I don't know what what the, the prevalent language in San Francisco is, or what yeah. it is, but here it's Mandarin. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Mandarin speakers. Um, yeah, it just sounded bad. It just sounds... Yeah. It's like acting through this language that maybe you're not so comfortable with. Especially if, like us, you're used to hearing Cantonese a lot, and... Um, Mandarin, and... Ma- well, and Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. Uh, then it's just, it's weird to hear it um, spoken so slowly with the enunciation, like, so different. It, From what you're used to. It reminds me of in 1980s, whenever you have a Chinese character. Yeah. And the way they speak is, like, just enunciating. It's as if it's... Is it scary for people who don't speak the language to hear it so fast? Well, I want... Now, I wondered if it was more of a thing of, like, where they're they're asking the actors to enunciate the Cantonese they would the way they would if they were doing an English line. Oh, Because it, it felt to me the way the syllables were broken up and stuff, like... Like, it felt like the way you would deliver a line in English. Now, also, we are two non-Cantonese and Mandarin speakers. That's true. FYI. Uh, so if you do speak uh, can- Cantonese or Mandarin, um, especially Cantonese, because this is apparently what they were speaking, I think. Yeah. Uh, please let us know how bad, they're, how bad it was. Yeah, we'd love to know your thoughts to get a perspective that we don't have, and, and we'll, uh, yeah, whatever you... Whatever anyway. you have to say, we'd love to hear. We had to talk about that, that in the, that whole thing. Let's talk about the first... I also want to talk about the first scene, which apparently <laughs> is is Chinese New Year. Is the Lunar New Year? E- but it can't be. No. Okay. Was it supposed to be the Lunar New Year? Well, well, okay. So the whole shtick is this is the the day or these kind of days around these days are when you have the gates of hell opening and ghosts coming out and yeah, getting people. Yeah, they called it the Festival of the Hungry Ghost. Now, you saw some lions dancing, like lion dancing yeah. and firecrackers and stuff. That's like, guys, they don't bring that out for fucking every festival. True. <laughs> like, it's the the dancing lions are specifically the Lunar New Year. Yeah, and this, I believe, was set in, like, July or August. Yeah. So. So... I mean, maybe it was just a choice. Like, guys, we got a Chinatown. We got to bring out the dancing lions. Bring out the dancing lions. Like, can I tell you a story about those lions? Please. So, um, I think it's actually a Canadian thing. Like, a Chinese-Canadian thing. I don't know if it happens elsewhere. But when you have your lion dance during the Lunar New Year, um, businesses hang lettuces from the tops of their doors. I love this. And okay, you haven't heard the best part. Oh, and then the lions come and they grab the lettuces and eat it ah! and spit it out. <laughs> and that's kind of kind of a like the lettuce greens are like good fortune. Oh. So the little lions eat the lettuces and spit it out on your doorstep. And I I asked my kid my students that because we were walking around Chinatown there was just lettuce all over. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my students told me about the lions eating the lettuce. Can I say what I do love is that when you talked about them eating the lettuce and spitting it out, you did do a make it rain motion. Yeah. Because that's what it is all about. I would love for someone to make it rain lettuce oh on gosh. me. Anyway, guys. I wouldn't. I hate lettuce. <laughs> the, the the lion dance is not oh, like yeah. an everyday thing. It was very confusing. It was very confusing. Anyway, so that's that. Now we got three dudes. Oh, the three dudes. Oh, gosh. Everything happens so much in this episode. Gosh. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, we didn't take a lot of notes, did we? I took a lot of notes. Did you? Because I was very confused by a lot of things. Okay, so you have a... Um, Funeral home. Yeah. Correct? Yes. And there's a guy playing poker. No. Yeah, he's blackjack, playing blackjack on, on blackjack. A, a game. He's a security. Game. Now, I want to know. He's a security man? Yes. He's a he's a Paul Blart-esque man who was hired. It's like a baby to, Blart. To do, <laughs> to do security. Yeah. To do security. Inside the funeral Inside home. Inside the funeral home. And that's, that's weird. Which is kind of, I guess, I mean, if people are stealing bodies. But why would you, I think, like, traditionally a lot of security guards are hired to be outside of buildings. Maybe, mm, maybe the person in the casket that he was watching was, like, worth money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was... It's an expensive body. He's an expensive body. Like, they put the good formaldehyde in there. Oh, so he's got to just... And he got he got them like Kat Von D like the oh no the Urban Decay palette that's yeah. like fucking seventy dollars they put that on him they did the eyebrows very good mm. so the people paying for that work like you got to have it protected oh that's fair yeah what if someone smudges his lip liner like that's not that's not it's cool. not acceptable no no because you shouldn't be touching a body because <laughs> that man is dead. Yes. Anyway, the security guard, he is protecting that body, so-so. Uh, uh, and he hears a noise. Yes. And he goes into the back room with the body furnace. What's it called? It's called, a, yeah, it's called a, a crematory machine. Crematorium Cremation machine. machine. So he goes, and, okay, this, oh, God. He sees just three dudes? Just three dudes with in masks. Like, black body suits and white masks. Do we know, did you look up what those masks were, what's going on with those masks? Uh, I did at like, one point know what they were called. So, the, now you are, no, okay, let me put it in Paul Blart Jr.'s shoes. Yes. You are a security person protecting this very expensive body, and you see just three dudes creeping around with these masks. Yeah, and then you, you like, don't investigate You don't, them? like, chase them? Well, I guess it's because, like, because there was obviously someone... You, there was a fire happening. The cre- someone had turned the cremation machine on. Someone, yes. and that kind of became a more pressing issue. I would think if I'm a security guard, I would have nor- ignored the fire going because I'm like, yeah, fire's supposed to be in that thing. I don't know what's going on, and I would chase the three guys who's obviously not supposed to be there. Yeah, that makes sense. We don't even know what those three guys' story is. We don't even know what they're doing. This is now. This is one thing that really got me. Yeah. Uh, throughout this episode, is that I have no idea. What these men are or what they're doing. Well, I think, like, the point that we're supposed to get is um, that they are basically... So there's a the, the lottery. The lottery. The, the lottery. Where they um, stone people to death, right? And it's an yeah. allegory for... <laughs> exactly. Like, our political... Uh, they're Shigong masks. Yeah. what they're called. Shigong masks? Yeah. Oh, those Although, are freaky. No? Those are... Oh, there they yeah. are. China. So it sounds like, yeah, they are different... Um, these types of masks look different depending on what culture they're 
Okay. They're part of. Anyway. You got fake guys and freaky masks. If you're a security guard, you better go follow them. Like, they shouldn't be, like, they shouldn't be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, okay, but the point that I was going to make was that these guys, vis-a-vis the lottery, where they stone people to death, yeah. um, they're supposed to be killing anyone who tries to get out of the lottery. So that's oh. the point of them. I feel like more explanation was needed. Did Wikipedia tell you that? No, I pe- I pieced that together myself. Oh, did you? Wikipedia we pieced, told me nothing. We pieced a lot of this. Like, we pieced the whole lottery process ourselves, Yeah, too. we did. So, I'm not asking for out-and-out, like... A, you know, a, just a straight up explanation. Subtitles would have been good on those scenes, right? Do we have subtitles? We had subtitles. Oh. oh no, not all. Of them. No, not all of them. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't, and it wasn't the language barrier that made it difficult no. to understand what was happening. It was the choices. Yes, <laughs> it was the storytelling. Was... So there's there's a body burning. Yeah, there's a body burning, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, but I do have a bone to pick with it. Pick that bone. Um, so Mulder and Scully are looking at this body in the lab. Yeah. And Mulder says, have you ever seen a body cremated alive? Um, and, okay, that's, I mean, it's not going to be a body anymore. If it's um, cremated. If it's, and, you know, you you can't really, I, I know that cremation machines have a very specific, um, like, very specific security kind of things built into them. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like, if you could just. If they turned it off, do they have midway? a stop button? Well, I don't. I don't know a hundred percent if they have a stop button, like a panic button. Yeah, like I know there's just like a ton of safeguards to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Yeah, because that's um, a lot of heat. Yeah, uh, and it's like you have to be specially trained to use it. And so the guys in the three masks. Are you saying that they are specially trained to use a cremation? No, I'm just saying I find it hard to believe that they would pull this body out and it would still look like a body. Oh, it would. It like, would to be. the degree that it does. Got because it. as soon as it gets uh, as hot as it seemed it did, um, all of that soft tissue would probably be rapidly disintegrating. Mm, mm, mm. So you'd um, say it'd be more of a skeleton. Yeah, well, skelly it's just man. like the body that was in the episode was like a hard char. Like, yeah, it had it a, hard a hard exterior. Char. And that's not really now. When you are barbecuing, um, you want you want to look for that bark, you know that smoke bark. Yeah, and I, I think that's what they were going with with this personal human. Yeah, that smoky flavor. They wanted that. I wonder what are they going with the North Carolina like the North Carolina barbecue? Or are they going to use that white vinegar sauce? Mm, shit. Mm, I love the that. Kansas, like the ketchup base. Mm. Mm. Cannibalism. Whoops. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. just slip oh, it. By the way, I-, I do have to tell you some context, listeners. It is uh, fucking 20 centimeters of snow that happened outside our doors. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend. So there's that. We're, we're not used is to it. Is it also Super Bowl Sunday, 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 What's Oh, football? Yeah. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah, we're super excited for sports, too. So that's... That, is why I'm day drinking. <laughs> yes. I do have to say, your amazing roommate did offer me um, a cider. Yeah. Hot cider, because it was very cold outside, because we have a lot of snow. It's Vancouver. We're not really used to it. No. Uh, and I'm like, yes. And can you put some bourbon in it? <laughs> and he did. And he did. And... The episode went a lot quicker for me than I think it did for you. Yeah, I think it took a, probably a full lifetime for me. <laughs> Let's talk about that hell money. Okay. Oh, God. Why? So, Asian Mulder shows up. Yeah. And... Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard the word Mulder before I processed the word Asian, so I was not excited. And then <laughs> now when I got through now it Now you're all, okay. Now you're yeah. okay. Uh, Asian Mulder showed up, and uh, it's BK. What? BD Wong. I almost said BK. Bradley Daryl Wong. Bradley Daryl Wong. He is from San Francisco. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, now, we call him Asian Mulder because he got that hair and he got that look. Yeah, he got that Mulder look. He got that Mulder look. It's not great. It's not. It's not amazing. Mm. And he's kind of, I mean, we find out later that he's kind of working with the bad guys. Yeah. But he's kind of just like. Or he's like in the lottery. He's in, is he in the lottery? <sighs> yeah, because that's the thing. And they're like, you can't leave the lottery. Or like, maybe he's, because he's a cop, he's like training a blind eye. I, th- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's Asian Mulder. Yeah. Uh, and so here's my big problem. You have Asian Mulder guiding Mulder and Scully through the world, the seedy underbelly of San Francisco Chinatown. Oh, forget it, Jake. And it's just like, I don't know. Now, I read a lot of, um, a lot of the, like, reviews of this episode had to do with, like, people liking that it was, uh, you know, Mulder and Scully kind of on the outside being led through this quote-unquote alien culture. But was it because, like, there was a whole thing with Mulder and Scully and Mulder talking about, like, talking about Chinese culture. And yeah, talking it was about, rough. like, oh, this special day is when ghosts come out. Yeah. In, and Chinese people are scared of them. Like, it was a whole, there's a whole <laughs> monologue of Mulder and Scully talking about that. Um, now, the in the book, Wanting to Believe, A Critical Guide to the X-Files Millennium and the Lone Gunman. Please save us. Uh, nope. No? Uh, they gave the episode <gasps> four out of five stars. Oh, Jesus They Christ. called it a hard episode to love, but sincere and purposeful. They praised the conceit of the episode, uh, arguing that by presenting the situation from the Chinese immigrants, members of an alien culture, uh, and Chow's point of view, uh, Mulder and Skelly seem clumsy and arrogant, and by implication, the audience are made to feel just as arrogant. I didn't feel this way. I felt the writers were arrogant. I felt that Mulder is always clumsy and arrogant. Yeah. Like, always. I, I always feel with these types of episodes that it's like, I mean, knowing what we do about the writing staff, yep. there's, you know, majority white males. Yep. I feel like there's very much a lot of like, ooh, I'm going to take this, what I see as like this interesting mysticism from this culture, and then I'm going to tell you all about it. And I'm going to tell you all about it. And it looks like they have a, a guide, a Chinese guide, who is guiding them through this, but it's not. It's not his words. Like, yeah. it's not, I don't know. <laughs> and, and the fact you use, I don't know, you use maybe pieces of the culture and you smush it all together. Yeah. Right? Without like really sort of any specificity because you know there's like hell money comes up and that is a real thing yeah hell money is a real thing um but it's just like it comes up it's the title of the episode and then it's you know tossed aside like it's not because it's not actually part of what the episode is what the yeah the plot ends up being so it's really only referred to very briefly yeah mm. anyways let's go to meet bingo meet bingo so now i got of meat well the barbecue one. Oh. The one with the spicy white sauce on If it's got that white sauce, I'll win it. <laughs> um, so, the first time we see this, this meat bingo, as we're calling it. Yes. There were no subtitles. No, there yeah. Were no I subtitles. think there were never subtitles in the... No. And I wonder if that was... A choice? Well, I think it was definitely a choice, but I wonder if it was a choice <laughs> it to was be a like, choice. um, you know, to sort of push that alien culture quote unquote idea. Oh, look, they have their jade bass or Oh, look jade at that jade urns. Oh, oh boy. It was fancy. Oh, Different writing on it. Writing with these wooden things. Oh, no. Yeah, I think... Oh, that's gross, though. Is it kind of gross? Because... <laughs> 
Because we're left guessing, like, what, I guess we are, it was surprising, I don't know if it was surprising, but it was gross how quickly I jumped to, oh, it's a, it's a body farming. Yeah, yeah, it was, it did not take us long to make the connection that it was about organ farming. And And that sucks. (laughs) Because it's a stereotype, it's like. I mean, a lot of like, I do want to say that, yes, okay, this is an issue, especially there are Chinese protesters protesting about people being taken, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but when but you... But that's not our story to tell. And also, when you pull that out and you insert that into the majority of stories that white people are telling about Chinese yes. Americans, like, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because it's just like, it creates this dichotomy of like, people wanting to embrace their culture, but also not... Wanting to be associated look with these at the majority real stories. shitty part of their culture. Just yeah, let's just look it. at like the worst part and like only that part. Yeah, and like let's give it this like raw exoticism. Let's use a lot of music with pan flutes. <laughs> now I do have to say I think because they used the pan flutes in the like, last episode, they did not use them. In they this didn't. One. They used a very different pan flute. <laughs> yeah. They commissioned someone different to use the pan flute, the the Asiatic music that they added. To yes. It. Anyway, so what is happening is you have two j- jade uh, uh, tubs, vases, urns, urns, and you everyone puts their name in one. Yeah. And then there's I think body parts in the other one. I think that is the situation. Yes. And so if you get chosen, and then there's a thing of money. Yeah. Now do they get the money? I think that's the thing is they that they get, get the, the money because that's like what the guy was trying to do was get that money. Okay, so if you're picked, you get the money, but then to also... To save his beautiful daughter, Lucy Lou. Well, then he had the money the first time when he took the eyes, so why is that a problem? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, so, so the first guy we see is yeah. a man, he has one eye, his cornea was taken, they say his, like, kidney was taken, part of his liver was taken. Oh, is that the first guy we see? Or that was the, the first guy the we guy saw. The guy with the... Cataract. Yeah, his 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 lens or something. They said his lens. Oh were yeah, they took his cornea. Right. They right, took right. his cornea. That's it. So he won the jackpot three times. Yeah. He's fucking rich. Why doesn't he buy? A. He should get a better haircut. Yeah. When do they give you that money? When you. <laughs> like he 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 looked disheveled. Like obviously because yeah. pieces of your body are taking. But you're like I don't know. Like you. That's at least a hundred k, right? In that bucket? Yeah, I don't, I don't you understand how he this works. Three times, and then if you die, where does the money go? Up your butt. Up your I butt. No, they buy a lot of frogs. There's a lot of yeah. frog overhead. <laughs> the money goes into frogs because apparently, when these guys die or when they take their hearts, they put a frog. Yeah, in they there. sew a live frog up. In Why? Them. I don't know. No, I don't know. Mis- mysticism. <laughs> Chinese culture is what they, I mean, I don't know. Was, That's what they said. It said something about it being like a symbol of good luck, but also like he did. So. Was it? Is it? <laughs> I don't I know. I mean, I don't know. Ugh. You tell us, listeners. You tell us, please. No, I don't want to know. Just like. Anyway, so this guy, he got three things taken and then he gets picked a fourth time. Yeah. Which, can we say, the statistics of this game are fucking cray. Yeah. The probability of that is very low. I would say, how many people do you think are sitting in that hall? Like a hundred. Yeah, I'm not good at estimation. Okay. Well, that was Wise Hall, right? Yeah. And Wise Hall sits 200 people. Yeah. 
And I would say that was about 100, okay. 150. Now, can we say something cool about the Wise Hall? We may. Do it, do it, do it. You um, okay, so this, uh, all of these lottery scenes were shot at the Wise Hall. Which, which is, is a Vancouver landmark. Yeah, it's the Welsh, Irish, Scottish Hall? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's like a, it's a cultural center. Cool. Um, well, now they do a lot of bands and drinking and burlesque there. Yes, they do. Um, so uh, basically, they when they shot this in the Wise Hall, they asked to uh, build a secondary balcony. Yeah. Um, that would be just just for looks. Um, and uh, the Wise Hall said, okay, but you have to take it down right after. And then they didn't end up taking it down. The Wise Hall asked to keep it for aesthetic purposes. And that's where we run our lights from now. Our lights and sound are up there. So it, it gave the Wise Hall an opportunity to put on bigger shows, which is incredible. Yeah. It's really cool. So um, thanks, X-Files, so for thanks, something. X-Files! Thank you! Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they choose the, the... Let's go back to the statistics. There's about 100, 150 people in there. This guy... I don't know how long this lottery meat, meat bingo has been running, but yeah. this guy has been chosen... Three times, and this is his fourth time. And we do know that if you try to leave, you will be cremated. You will be you will be cremated. You'll be killed. But if you don't leave, you'll you know they'll take your heart, and then you're dead. Then you're dead. So this guy, the the guy that is picked, he they he, he, he draws heart. heart. He draws heart, and then um, and they then take Captain heart. Planet comes. <laughs> heart, cornea, uh, liver, liver, left kidney. Duodenum. <laughs> you can't take the duodenum. No, don't take it. Don't do it. Um, so Mulder and Scully find the. Oh no! How do they find the body? It's 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 your perfect crime. Yeah, it's my perfect crime. Why are you talking um, about your perfect crime? Okay, so a guy drives up to the cemetery, and um, he sees those three guys in their little black uh, onesies and their masks. Oh shit! Yeah, they were dropping the hot new album in two thousand seventeen. Oh yeah, that's true. They doing these great like mixtape poses so yet another security card drives up on these hoo-hahs and they're <laughs> just standing there and he gets out like what are you doing and they're gone they just scatter dude you don't chase them like there's a fucking i uh, god and then so Mulder and scully blarts, yeah these blarts these are just doing a bad job god. maybe if someone would buy them segways <laughs> and they could run out they could segue <laughs> after um yeah, so, so Mulder and Scully show up, yeah. and Mulder goes to look in this fresh grave, uh, and he's like, wait a minute, what if someone did Allison's perfect crime? <laughs> and he starts digging in the dirt, and bam, there's a face in there, and he says, someone tried to get a two-for-one deal. Yeah. It's the best place to bury a body, that's all I can tell you. So, that guy almost got away with it. <laughs> so you bury a body underneath the casket? No, you, um, well, yeah, that's one option, but it's also a lot more work. You bury a body shallowly, shallow. Yeah, that was shallow. see, that was quite shallowly. But you also didn't have time to cover it up. So you go into a graveyard, you find a fresh grave. Yeah, you dig it up. Yeah, you put your body either under the casket, which admittedly is a better move. Yeah, or if you're lazy, you just put it on top of the casket. I guess and you, you cover could. It in dirt. You know how they prep a grave site like the night before for the funeral in the morning. Yeah, I guess that's what they were doing, right? They were dropping the body in before the casket was in. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. 
And so why is that the perfect crime, Allison? Um, because no one is going to really suspect that as a place to bury a body because they already know a body is buried there. A lot of the time when people are looking for bodies, they're using, like, uh, ground-penetrating radar. Yeah. They're using um, that kind of stuff to figure out, you know, uh, growth patterns of plants or places where there's a divot in the earth to be like, okay, well, I can tell from what's going on here uh, that a body is buried here. Mm. But... In a grave that's already been dug and already has a body you in already it, know you there's already a body. know there's a body in it. So why look there? Now I have a question for you. Yes. This is a, a grave question. Yes. Oh, oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be what. Well. Um, when do we, uh, like, stop burying bodies? Like, when do we remove the bodies in the ground so fresh bodies can be buried? Does that make sense? When our when our cemeteries are full, yeah. What do we do? Uh, <laughs> build them higher. Have you seen those cemeteries in the Philippines? No. They just stack uh, tombs on tombs on tombs. Tombs on tombs on tombs. Yeah, it's actually like very very interesting. I'll post an article about it. Okay. Is it in the ground? They make like higher things, or is it like a mon- ma- ma- mausoleum? Yeah, like mausoleums. Like okay. they they're going upwards. Oh. Yeah. So they don't ever take the bodies that are under the ground? They don't take them out? I'm not familiar with that practice. I haven't heard of it. I always thought, like, I don't know if this was just me. Like, once your body's been in there and it's all done, like, it's all just worm dirt. Well, because the idea of a cemetery is that it's supposed to be, quote-unquote, a final resting place. I guess. I guess I don't find death to be restful. <laughs> no, but I mean, a lot of a lot of cultures okay. have like this association between death and finality and uh, res- you know, like respect. I guess so. as a kid, I always thought that like, and this might be really weird, that there's a lot of dead people in the world, and we can't well, like that's a lot of space. Yeah, it is, and we devote a lot of significant space to so, the deceased. Like we have. Um, the one by me. Do you remember what that one's called? The huge forest, one. forest lawn. Yeah, forest lawn. It's huge, you guys. Yeah. And you know what? Fucking, they they work at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what they're making. They're building something, but I can hear the fucking bulldozers go. Anyway, uh, I wrote a complaint to the city. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this cemetery's too loud. This cemetery's too loud. But I was thinking, like, that's a lot. But we do have a lot of people dying all the time. So what happens when that fills up? It's just like full. Yep. Build a new one. And does the people own it? They don't make any more money then. So does it go under? Like, you know what I mean? That's a good question. Like, if your cemetery's full, guys, if you own a cemetery, I need to know. If your cemetery's full, you're not making money anymore. How do you, how do you pay the the lawn guys? How do you pay the weed whackers? How do you pay like the Paul Blarts? How do you pay well, the Paul Blart? I will guys? say that a lot of cemeteries do run crematoriums and funeral services on them. So even if you're not oh. being buried there, I imagine they would still be able to make a profit that way. But then that means you have... I mean, just because, you know, for all of the people that are being buried, like, as actual uh, bodies in mm. the ground, there are a lot more people who are being cremated. Yeah? Do you think there's more people being cremated in Canada than buried? Uh, I think, yeah, at this in this day and age, probably. Interesting, interesting. I also read an article about how cremation is really, like, bad for the environment. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, gosh. It was a Scandinavian country who said, I'll have to look up and post an article that said that even just the fillings in your teeth or, or like, yeah. the, the, the stuff in us is, is it's not great for the environment. And when you put it up into the air, it's just, like... It, 
Yeah, I know. A big part of cremation is sort of removing a lot of the, as much of that stuff as you can before you put them in the machine. Really? Do you take out all your teeth? Um, well, I think they try to remove fillings and that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, if you want to read a really good, really interesting book about the cremation process and the funeral industry, uh, I recommend Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Um, I can't remember the name of the author right now. Ooh. Uh, she Ooh. worked in a crematorium for several years and then she started her own, uh, sort of funeral company that does, um, different, different sort of different ways of doing funeral services and, uh. Uh, yeah, it's I want, very interesting. That's really cool. We're gonna post all this stuff. I'm sorry if you guys aren't into this. I'm we're if you can't tell, we're super into it. Yeah. Super into it. <laughs> I think I think I want to be one of those tree people. Oh, you want yeah. But then I think, well, what if the tree dies? That's really sad. <laughs> that's why then you were rotten. That's why in my will, I want all my best friends and family to eat me when I'm dead. Uh, so they can live on. I can. We're live not on. that good of friends, right? <laughs> I mean, guess who's getting the juicy part? Oh no! I'll make sure there's white barbecue sauce for you. Phew. <laughs> okay, let's stop talking about cannibalism again, guys. We're always we're just getting back into the boar thing, aren't we? <laughs> oh no. no! Okay, we'll move on. Um. Oh yeah. So this guy that's in the grave. They pull him out, they take him to the morgue, uh, and this is where our concerns were confirmed. What? Um, because they realize that he has a lot of these sort of surgery scars yes. uh, from before he was deceased. Yes. Uh, and he is missing a lot of different parts of his organs. Yes. And also... A frog. There's a frog. He is minus an organ, but plus a frog. He's so plus one frog. He's, I mean, that's, that's a wash anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you lose your organs and you gain a frog... <laughs> And then Mulder's like, wrong in your throat? But he didn't say that. He didn't. But he was thinking it. We could tell, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, um, so when a frog comes out of your, when a frog comes out of your chest cavity of a body, Mm -hmm. uh, that actually is similar to uh, Ponzatucky Pete or what have you. Ponzatucky Phil. Ponzatucky Phil. Yeah. Uh, It's actually an omen, a sign. Uh, it means oh, there's it gonna be omen. six more weeks of the X Files for us. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! 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 Thanks, no. Frog. Thanks, Frog. Jesus Christ! <sighs> what happens next? So the frog. Yeah. Uh, I wrote no one speak. No one can speak Chinese. Yep, which that is a fact. Was a constant complaint um, throughout the episode. So gosh, they take. There's a lot of fucking mysticism yeah. bullshit. Like, they take, uh, I want to call him BK, but it's BD. BD Wong. BD Wong take um, Mulder and Scully into um, just a Chinese herbal shop, right? Yeah. And it's and he says, like, oh, these are a lot of things used in ancient Chinese medicine, like turmeric and ginger. But those are used in Chinese but, medicine. But I know, but it's just like, <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Uh, but then he, no, but the crazy thing is, he's like, then bear urine, or bear urine, and tiger penis. Like, I, I when you capitalize on your yeah. stereotypes, it's not great. It's exoticism. It's, it is. It it's is bad. not like, ooh, what is in that jar? Though I do have to tell you a story. Okay. About stuff in jars. Oh, okay. So there is a store on the corner in Chinatown, and we walk by a lot there. It's like by a TD um, bank. Mm-hmm. I know the one. It, <laughs> I work right by Chinatown, so I'm there it's all got, the time. It's the one with the red. They sell tea and stuff. Yeah. But you might have seen this. There's this thing 
in the window, and it's like a model of something. Okay. And it, it looks like a dick, Allison. Oh, I'm gonna have to go look for it. And, but it can't. It's not ginseng. It's not. It looks gooey duck, but it look. It looks like a giant caterpillar that's also a dick. Interesting. And I took a picture of what it's supposed to be, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I don't want to know. I want to know what it is. Ah, I'll see if I can find out for you. Yeah. Just walk in there and be like, "What's that thing? What's that thing? Is it? Is it a peanut? Is it a dick? Is it a dick? You got a dick in a jar?" But it was like a model of what it... Oh, a model of what a dick in a jar should, should look, look like. like. So if you've done it correctly. You know those, like, when you go to, like, a ramen place and yeah. they have the, like, yeah, fake yeah, yeah. food? That's what it looked like. Okay. It looked like, this is what we have. So I want to know what it is. It's a mystery <laughs> to me. It's an X-File. It's probably just turmeric. Yeah, like, it's, it's probably, probably just, like, just... an herb. But it looks like a dick, though. And you got excited. I got about really it. excited. Like, what am I using that for? Anyways, I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <sighs> it's good that as you can a white person, that. I'm part of the problem. Okay, we got through the frog. Uh, ding, ding, ding. There was mention of a triad. Oh, because if you have an episode that's about Chinese mysticism and it's set in Chinatown and there's an organ trade, they gotta mention the triads. Gotta mention the triads. And yeah, we don't know if these guys. Bingo. We don't know if these guys are part of the triad. Or no. You know what? They mentioned it that one time. They never mentioned. And they never it again. mentioned it again. They're just bad dudes. Yeah, bad dudes. I think they're just businessmen. Business businessmen. Businessmen. Oh, that. That brings me back, Allison. Yeah. I think, Good from point. my prediction, I get a half point. I think you do get a half point, because you did say businessmen would be involved. Businessmen would be involved. And our favorite goose was a businessman. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to bring... So, I get a half point. I yeah. think I'm at two and a half. You're at three. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's cleared that up. Let's go back a little bit. The main kind of B-side to this story is a man, an older man, and his beautiful daughter, Lucy Lou. Uh-huh. Lucy Liu has leukemia. Yeah. But they're in the United States of America and they cannot get Afford cancer. treatment. They can't yeah. get cancer. Um, duh. And um, <laughs> so the father is basically selling his organs so he can get the money so his daughter can get the treatment. Yeah. And, but then, so he, the first thing he does is lose an eye. Yeah, in the lottery. So he should get the money. So yeah. where's the money? I don't, I think he, ha I don't know. I want to say I understand, but I don't understand. I don't understand. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I don't know how they connected with him. I oh, that guy? Yeah, that guy. That guy? That guy? The dad, the dad, the father. That one-eyed, one-eyed Willie. How they, oh, no, how do they connect with him? How do they him? connect? We probably how talked about it. How they get to him? So I have no idea. I have no idea either. Anyway, they, Mulder and Scully see him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They go to, <laughs> I don't know. They go to his apartment with B.D. Wong. Yes. And, um, they, or is, was he the guy that installed the carpet? <laughs> no, I think they said B.D. So, Oh god, where okay, but where was the blood? The blood was in the dead guy's apartment. Okay. With the frog. With the frog. The dead guy with the frog had blood, but there was a or the carpet. Or the cremated guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cremated guy yeah. had a carpet in his house that was oh, new, Jesus and they're like, that's Christ. weird. And then they pulled it up, there's blood underneath there's it. There's blood underneath it. And who put in the carpet? The I guy think with the, the eye. The guy with the one eyed yeah. Willie. One eyed Willie. Daddy Willie. Big oh, daddy I'm style. I'm upset. Well, I really. Um, he put the carpet. He in. put. The, he installed the carpet. But it's also found out later that the cop, B D Guang, 
ordered yeah, for the carpet. He requested the carpet to be installed because he's in the no. He's on the That's take. The, you see, guys, you don't have to watch this episode. We're just we're we got it figured out perfectly. Recounting it for you guys. Um, <laughs> you got to work backwards, you guys. <laughs> we're doing a lot of guesstimation. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guesstimation. Okay, <laughs> so uh, where do we want to go from here? I guess. The mm. okay, so the guy, his daughter is sick. Yeah, he loses an eye. Yeah, uh, Mulder and Scully go to talk to him with B.D. Wong. Yeah, um, and he says he doesn't know nothing. Uh, Don't he know nothing lost about his nothing. eye in a work accident, and yeah. then his daughter is like, uh, but dad, you came home from work last night and you were fine, you had two eyes. And he's like, Don't ask questions, you're sick, and I have to pay for it, and I'm so upset. Uh, and she's like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, but I'm Lucy Liu. And I'm going to be out. super famous really soon. So, like, calm down. I was um, in Charlie's Angels, you guys. I'm about to be in Allie McBeal. Oh, yeah. This is pre-Allie McBeal. Fuck. Them pre-McBeal years. <laughs> so, the Uga Cheka baby is not... He hasn't been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in, in inside of someone. He's Uga Cheka in utero. Aww. God, that's dumb. That's stupid. (laughs) Do you think there's some babies out there that don't know about that? And by babies, I mean younger people. Oh, they have no idea who the Uga Chucka baby is? So, we know, now we are, we may be old friends, but we know about (laughs) the memes. Yeah. And this was the first meme. That was like the original meme was was the the dancing baby. It is literally just a baby. Now, picture it. Close your eyes. Yeah. Just a, a baby. Yeah, he's wearing a diaper. He's wearing a di- He's on his two legs. Yeah. He's not crawling around. He's got a big head. Just a glassy stare. Yeah. And he's dancing to, I, what's it called? I can't, I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. And it was first featured on Allie McBeal. Yes. But then someone turned it into a gift. Yeah. Someone gift this dancing baby. It's like a transparent gift. So you it could like trans- put on anything. And may I say the, um, the pixels are bad. Oh, they're very bad. They're very bad, actually. The rendering is mm, not good. It is not so good. It's not so good. What is it called? Uh, artifacts? There are many. Art- artifact? There are many. There are many artifacts. <laughs> it is in, in itself an artifact. It is, but it also a has. simpler time. It also has. Anyway, look up the dancing baby. We'll post we'll it. Po- we'll just fucking post <laughs> we it. We don't give a shit. <laughs> We didn't promise this was going to be about the X-Files. All those other X-Files podcasts are like, what is David Duchovny doing now? Or, look, Gillian Anderson's being a good feminist, which is awesome. But, ooh, look, Chris Carter may have another uh, series of the X-Files. We're going to fucking post about crematoriums and dancing babies. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> Uh, by the way, can we ask you guys to write us a review? Please! <laughs> We're so lonely. Uh, maybe it's because we don't like the X-Files. I don't know. And that might be part maybe of it. Might, maybe we should, like, think about starting to try... No. 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 no, no I can't do it. And I won't do it. do it. That's not our brand. Yeah. So let's let's finish up. Okay. So, um, Daddy I. Daddy when I. When I'd Willie. <laughs> Christ. When I'd Willie. He goes back to the Fight Club. Yeah. Because our fucking superstar, James Huang, oh. comes in like a fucking badass, hair slicked back, mm-hmm. and is just like, you you don't get to choose. You're in the game. You're in the game. You're in the lottery. And we're going to kill you with stones. 
And it's going to be an allegory for the political climate of the time. And everyone in high school is going to read about it. <laughs> Shirley Jackson, bitch! And and know what's going to come up, but the teacher's going to act like, oh, predict what happens next. <laughs> I teach it in my school. I know. I know. That's good. Um, anyway, if you don't know James Huang, uh, he... <laughs> best known best for... Best known for uh, Kung Fu Panda 1 and also Kung Fu Panda 2. He's the daddy goose. Yeah. He's the, the one, daddy goose. He's the one what raised Poe. The panda. And see, it's Allison. Yes. Allison, I don't know if you understand the humor. It is very humorous to have a small goose uh, with James Huang's voice uh, father a giant panda. I don't understand. It's very funny. I don't get it. Visually, it's a, it's a, it's a knee slapper. Is this one of those, those, those cartoons? <laughs> no, it's live action. Oh, what? <laughs> James Wong uh, dresses up as a Literal goose. Literal goose. But I do have to say the goose has a Fu Manchu. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of choice that is. Because I don't think they're mammals. Maybe in China they okay, are. Goose, I don't know. Geese, gooses. Super not mammals. <laughs> no, it wasn't a feathered Fu Manchu either. It was on the tip, tip of his beak. Oh my god. <laughs> so. I mean. I don't get it. Guys, can we just. Can we just watch Kung Fu Panda 1 and this 2? Is our, uh, this is our panda cast? This is our panda cast. Our po-cast. Yeah. pod podcast. Get some bamboo and put on your headphones. <laughs> podcast, you dummy. <laughs> you dumb asshole. Uh, is this a good time to mention our favorite um, Tumblr, pandataints.com? Oh, it's so good. Pandataints.tumblr.com or pandataint.tumblr.com. And don't go to um, Tumblr. Don't go to pandataints with an S. That's the wrong one. Just all pictures of, like, panda nethers. It is. Because they've fallen and they can't get up. Someone, someone takes a picture of them. They're little butthole. Oh, boy. And everything in between. It's anyway. very good. It makes me happy. Now let's go back to something that makes me sad this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Okay. One-Eyed Willie goes back to yeah. Fight Club. And uh, Bingo Club. The probability is of him, very, un- very confusing. Of him, his probability <laughs> is very low that he's going to be chosen because there's and 150 he- people in there. And yet. And yeah, he is chosen. I think it's just rigged. I think that's well, it. But that's the thing is that, like, we know, as we're about to find out, yeah. uh, the organ jar is rigged because they're all heart. They're all heart. But probably because, really, honestly, if you're gonna if you're gonna illegally farm organs, you need to know that there is someone who's gonna buy it. So yeah. if someone's purchasing a heart, you gotta get a heart that so it just it's I mean, that's how you gotta do it anyway. Yeah. So it's a heart. But do you think the other one is is well, I don't know how it could be. You see everyone put their names in. Well, maybe they switch a jar. Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they there's... have two of those exquisite jade jars. <laughs> it's the one by the grassy knoll. <laughs> yes. Third jar. There's a third jar, there's guys. A third jar by the maybe, grassy Maybe knoll. One-Eyed Willie was like, like, James Wong was like, we gotta get rid of this guy. He's, he's gonna oh, yeah. scatter, so they just want to kill he's him. gonna scatter. But then they could just kill him anyways. That's what they do. They just oh, kill yeah, people. Shit, they just... They have no problem with that. So why didn't they, why wouldn't they harvest the organs before they killed the people then? Well, I presume that they did. No, but BD, BD Wong, or B, yeah. Well, I think he had something else coming to him. Well, wouldn't they, but that's bad business. Well, maybe they harvested that, that organ. Maybe they didn't, we just didn't see it, because we don't see half the but shit he, that's supposed to happen But he this. fucking woke up. Did he? Yeah, he woke up. That was a really good shot, too. Mm. 
So what I'm saying to you is these guys have a business plan. Yes. Their business plan is taking organs via the meat lottery. Vis-a-vis. Now, you've got to feed all these people, too. Like, <laughs> yes. you've got to get people there. There has to be at least hot drinks and Oreos there. Oh, that yeah. Takes some, that takes something that, off That the is top, a little bit right? of cash, yeah. Those jade um, urns, if someone breaks those, those are really expensive. Like, your grandma <laughs> would notice. <laughs> yes. Um... You have to make all the nice wooden pieces. Yeah. You gotta pay for people to be there. Security guards, Paul Blarts. Like, that's a lot of money off the top. And I mean, I know organs are expensive, but like, if you're only harvesting one a one a day, Plus one they a have night, like their whole operating room in that building, yeah. so keep that running. Yeah. You gotta keep their freezer stocked with fresh snow. So, fresh snow, fresh snow from the highest mountains of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like you got that's a lot of overhead. Are you telling me that if you're gonna go out and murder a guy because he's doing the wrong thing, you're not gonna harvest his organs first? You're right. That was a poor business decision, and I am ashamed of James Wong. I am too. <laughs> he's, he's not my goose dad anymore. You're better than this, James Wong. You're better than this. <laughs> okay, so how, what what happens is um, BD. Comes he, in, yeah, he, and bursts in. He bursts in. He says, "You're not doing this anymore. You're too close." Like I, I, I guess he was covering up for them for the yeah. longest time because one of the guys was like, "You were supposed to keep the foreigners out." Yeah, he's, he's on like, the take. I know, and I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and then he pushes over the table, and there's heart. Yeah, and he everywhere. shatters the jar, and there's got heart everywhere. Graham Graham's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, so this is when we learn that all of the little organ cards say heart on them, and that it was or wood. I don't understand. <laughs> no, wood is eye. Heart, oh, is heart is fire. I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, according to this episode of the X Files, I don't. I don't know. know. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, so he just ruins the game, and everyone realizes it's rigged, and they turn on James Wong, and then... And they don't even, like, they just fucking, like, point fingers and yell at him. Oh, no, they start, like, climbing. They? Oh, yeah. I didn't see. Okay. They, they bum-rush him. Now, I don't think... I think they just filmed a night at the Wise Hall. <laughs> like, it's just, like, fucking a now, punk show. We do have a thing here called Meat Bingo, where you can win meat at the Legion, so maybe Oh, they there's just Meat Bingos that. all over Oh, the is there? Is there's that also, thing? in the States, um, you can get meat at your local Leshwab. <laughs> when you get your tires, you get a. I haven't met him. <laughs> Les Schwab. Les Schwab. What's he like? He is a fine. He's an owner of a fine establishment. He's a tireman. He's a tireman. <laughs> and as his father before him was a tireman, and his father before him was oh, a Mr. Schwab. Mr. He's Schwab the third. Okay. And he uh, every year on the American Lunar New Year. Uh-huh. A.K. July Fourth. Okay. America's birthday. Mm-hmm. He, if you buy a set of tires, all four of them, yeah. all together, you get like a fucking side of beef. Like they walk the cows right in there and That's chop not, them out. Right. This in. Les Schwab sounds very nice. <laughs> what a generous man. And I'm, I'm not joking. I know. I'm getting that. You get your steaks. You get your tires. I mean, I don't know how quality they are, but. <laughs> America's a fucking just like a crazy place. Yeah. It's crazy nuts. It sounds place. crazy. It's nutso place. Like get your tears, get your steak. Hey honey, well you go you gotta get dinner. Oh, don't worry, I'm getting dinner, going to Lesh Shop. Well that's crazy. Why are you going to Lesh Shop to get tires? Oh boy. Oh boy. 
What is that? The what else happened? Okay, Jesus Christ! So uh, Mulder's gonna bust the place wide yeah. open. There's a scene Hopefully about hospitals. I don't know what happens. I don't know if Lucy Lou is saved. I don't know. We were laughing in the The final scene though is BD Wong in the crematoria. Yes, and he's alive. Yes, and he looks at the flame, and the flame goes off, and then he goes, "Whoops!" Oh. Oh, oh, I really stepped into this time. That's how the final episode of Seinfeld ended. Oh, they were they in a good I really didn't like it. I don't understand. I thought it was fine. They went to hell. They went back to hell. They went back from whence they came. Perfecto. Oh boy. Okay, let's rate this episode. Let's rate it. Did we? I don't know if we did a great job. Hey, guys, I don't know if we did a great job recounting this episode. Hey, you fucking tell us. Write a review. No. <laughs> I mean, we don't want them to tell us that we didn't do a great job. <sighs> this ep- this, this, this ho- podcast <laughs> is sometimes about the X-Files. Yeah. Which means not only will we sometimes talk about the X-Files, we'll sometimes not talk about the X-Files, we'll sometimes just give you bits and pieces of the X-Files yeah. that we piece together, like a Lego set. It was a tough one. It was a tough one to get through. A lot of loose ends. Let's, let's rate it. I rate on a spooky scale. Yeah. Uh, five is I can't sleep at night. One is I'm very sleepy. Um, I have liquid courage in my, in my, in my bones. <laughs> okay. Bourbon. Um, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Okay. Because the crematorium... Uh, shots were really good. They were really cool, yeah. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. The bodies flailing around in there. And the body work was pretty good, too. Yeah. What do you give it? I rate on a rage scale. Excuse me. From one to... The rage... Guys, the rage is bubbling It's bubbling up out of me. Oh, boy. Uh, from one to Excelsis Day. One means, I like it a lot. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Give it an Oscar. Uh, Excelsis Day means terrible. Racist. I hate it. <sighs> so, what is it? God. I'd give this an eight. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty bad. I would have given it a nine. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. There are so many loose ends and just like stereotypes. It was really stereotypical. Like there's a lot, again, exoticism, which is just like so frustrating, especially when it's shot in like Vancouver's Chinatown. Yeah. So it's like a little, I, you know, I'm there every day. It hits a little close to home. And like the fucking, like we get gentrification shit all the time. It's like pushing out these people. Yeah. And just like. Okay, we're fucking. We want your. We want your culture, but only certain parts. Exactly. Only exactly. the spooky parts. We want to. Yeah, we want to take your culture. We want to distill it down to like what's marketable, and then we want to kick you the fuck out. A meat bingo. And that like Chinatown is one of the oldest neighborhoods we have in this city. Yep. So it's just and it has such a rich and fascinating history. Anyways. Anyway, it was bad. It was a bad episode. It was bad, and you should it. feel bad. <laughs> Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Get fucked. <laughs> fucked Chris Hey, um, we're gonna do a how it should have ended. Yeah, but we're gonna do a put a little twist, a little on twist it. on it. So let's do how it should have ended. Chris Carter and friends, I know you tried real hard, but you shed the bed again on this one. Nothing to fear, Gordy and Allison are here to clean up the mess that you've done. It's how it should have ended if you weren't so fucking bad at writing. Hey, Allison. Yeah, Courtney. We went through this entire episode. This was 60 minutes of hell. Yeah. Um, we usually do how it should have ended, but let's do how it should have began. Yes. Begun? Let's. Begun. We propose that this episode should just be 
All Asian actors. Yes. So we are going to give you our Asian actor X-Files fan cast. Uh, we definitely are. Yes. So I will start. We did our research. Mm-hmm. And we picked the best of the best. Um, for Mulder. Yes. For my Mulder? For your Mulder? Uh, I'm going to pick Andy Lau. And Andy Lau is uh, from Hong Kong. He's very big. He's very big in Hong Kong. <laughs> um, but he's in that great, he's going to be in that Great Wall movie. I believe. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, he's in a movie called The Great Wall, so I don't know if it's The Great Wall movie, but he's in a movie called The Great Wall. Okay. I've seen him in a couple, Is like, it about the Berlin Wall? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Big negatory on that one. Okay. Uh, he is one of the most famous uh, actors in Hong Kong, and he's- Awesome. He's got that David Duchovny kind of smug look to him. Yeah. He's got the kind of 90s haircut, so I think he'd be a really good Mulder. Hmm. Who do you pick for Scully? For my Scully? For your uh, Scully. Your dear Scully. My Scully has absolutely got to be Constance Wu. Uh, Shit. Yes. Constance Wu is a queen. Kind of come into the, the spotlight recently from her work on Fresh Off the Boat, where she plays the, the mom character and is absolutely oh, fucking so hilarious. Fucking so funny. Uh, she's also just like so sassy. I know the actress herself is like a, a staunch feminist. She speaks yeah. out a lot about, about stuff. So I think if there's anyone that's that's kind of fit to the, fill this role of Skelly, it's definitely she's Constance our role. Yeah, very, very good. Okay, next moving on. Uh, Skinner. Yeah. Now we gotta pick just like a hottie with a naughty body. Yeah. That's why I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pooped you, didn't I? <laughs> I pooped you, didn't I? Me. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we had to turn the levels down. That one really shocked me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Daniel Day Kim. Oh, that's a good choice. I'm still mad. Just, I'm sorry, but are you mad because it's Daniel Day Kim at Skinner? Oh no, just, I love that. Just, just get. Oh, he's gonna get all smoldery. Oh, fucking smoldery. He's got that. Just that good look. High cheekbones. Great actor, too. He's such a good actor. Okay. Uh, we had someone for the lone gunman. Do you remember who we had? Yes! We don't know which lone gunman, but oh, we just I think, it's, I think it's suit, suit gunman. You think it's suit gunman? Suit, suit gerblin. Well, I don't think he's Garth, and I don't think he's the horrid one. <laughs> he could be the horrid one, though. He could be the group one. So, anyway. um, uh, my pick for our Asian fan cast, uh, the, the besuited lone Gerblin, uh, is Masioka. Yeah. Uh, who you may remember from Heroes, and he's as also... Hero. As Hero. Uh, that's the name of his character on that show. He also played a comedic role in... A series that I am not remembering right oh, well, now. Okay. I'm sure it's not important. I think with our with our Asian casting, we don't need three lone gunmen. We just need we one. We just need one. <laughs> just Massey is all of them. Like he's just the whole package. Oh, he's got everything. He'd be so cute. Oh, he'd be adorable. Um, the oh gosh, I forgot my phone's not working. Um, I our last pick is our smoking gunman. Our or no? Oh, our smoking. Our sweet baby. Oh, sweet baby. Who is sweet baby? Uh, my pick uh for sweet baby was cry check, cry check. Yeah, my pick for cry check was uh Rufio. Yeah. Um, nope. Dante Basco. Dante Basco. Oh, he's, he's so good. Yeah. Because he's just, he's got the hair, he's got the smolder, he got real sweaty. Oh, we know he can play, uh, like, kind of semi-evil, semi-good guys because of Avatar. Yep. Um, where he voices Prince Zuko. Oh, he does. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I think, I think Dante Vasco would be yes. a fucking sick crycheck. A slam dunk. You know what also would be the slam dunk? Actually, X-Files cast this for us. Uh, Smoking Man, aka the ghost of Ronald Reagan, would be Mr. James Hong. 
Yeah, you see yes. it. You see it in this episode. He's smoking a cigarette at one point. We were just like, "This has got so, to be our smoking man." So good, <laughs> so good. If you guys have uh, other thoughts on who you would put in yeah, your, your all Asian X Files fan cast, or we can just do a person of color X Files. Yeah, fan person cast. of color X Files fan cast. That would be dope. You guys into that? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm super into it. Yeah, tell us your favorite person of color fan yeah cast. tell us your favorites and we'll put together like a, maybe a vote on facebook or something yeah can or then, like a thread or can put their email face. us or do something yeah, just chat i don't know chat, chat with us. okay let's do predictions let's do predictions is it your turn i am predicting okay anything could happen based on a name anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game tell me allison what's it gonna be a way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Episode 20, season 3. Oh, so is, close. I know. So, oh, I'm so close. I'm so close. Uh, no, the frog came out of the body. It means six more six oh. more months of X-Files, <laughs> Allison. Uh, it's Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Jose Chung is from outer space? No, it's Jose Chung's. Like, possessive. Oh, possessive. And then, like, quotation marks over from outer so, space, anointing that it is, like, a book or something. Oh, it's like a title. Yeah. Okay. Or, or a movie. Mm, okay, so I think... Ooh. I think this is, like, a precursor to that episode of Supernatural. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Where they meet this guy in an alternate universe or something who's written a book about them. <gasps> we predicted this before, remember? And it didn't happen? No, remember? Okay, God. It was the fucking lightning kid with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And he was watching the TV show The X-Files on the TV yeah. show The X-Files. And I think this is going to be a follow-up oh, to shit. that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, you guys. I think Jose Chung has written a book about two FBI agents. <gasps> And Skelly reads it, and she's like, whoa. And Mulder reads it, and he's like, this is an X-File. And she's like, you're an idiot. Uh, and then they <laughs> never speak again. Um, yeah, I think that's that's oh, got to be shit. Jose. Ch- and then they meet this Jose Chung character, and he's like a real weirdie. Yeah. How does he know about the two of them? Uh, he says that it's some kind of, like, psychic interference. Okay. This is what I'll give you. Now, I do have to also say, this is one of those episodes that people fucking love. Yeah, people do love this episode. So, I want to say, if that was the episode, I would love it too. Oh, I'd be so into that. I'd be very, 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 very into it. Is this a, a, a morgue? What? Morgan? Episode? Oh, um... Do you know? I th- would assume it is, I would assume, because sure. everyone loves it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to give you a half point for book, ri- or a media written about Mulder and Scully. Okay. And I will give you a half point for, like, psychic powers. Okay. Yeah? That sounds dope. I'm excited about it. Oh, I hope it's a good one. Okay. Until... Oh, we should just... I was gonna do until next time, but we should do a couple uh, things. Number one, if you want to tell us about your Person of Color fan cast for the X-Files or anything else, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Double spelled out. Uh, Facebook, you'll see the dancing baby. You just Google double X files or Facebook double X files. Either the XX or the double will get you at the same place. Uh, Twitter, double X files, yeah. Tumblr, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, double X files. And if you really love us, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Our snail mail club is $7 a month. Yeah, yeah, and we send you really cool stuff, so really cool it's stuff. kind of a blast. Yeah, and we do, we, we, we're not kidding about the, um, 
the reviews. Mm-hmm. If you have iTunes or Stitcher, um, please take the time. If you guys listen to our podcast once a week, and you're one of the people who have done that, and th- number one, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my god, thank you. But if you have put in that many hours, what, like... 72 73 hours of your life you yeah. have given to us take uh three minutes and pop us out a fresh hot steamy pile of review we would love, love i you would for love it. it that we're really concentrating on that so we can get to more people yeah okay that it i think that's it i'm excited to continue really nope okay until next time the, the truth, truth is out, out there. there i pooked ya. you you pooked me <laughs>